Hi, everybody. This is Severin Henderson again with Department 3C Presents, a podcast. Um, this episode is just a bonus episode. I recorded it with my brother-in-law. Um, I've known him for a long time. I still can't remember how long. I, I, I can't remember how long on the podcast we talk about, but... He helped me a lot um, at my second part-time fire job. He was a big city fireman working there, and um, he just kind of helped show me the ropes, helped me get hired um, on another department, just kind of, like I said, showed me stuff that was going on, and he's always been there to support me in different endeavors. So he said he was trying to, he was going to try his hand at a podcast, so I don't know a lot. I only got a few episodes under my belt, but I'm all about trying to help people and trying to push um, whatever I can to let to, to help other people go on and go forth and conquer and do well. So um, hopefully he gets going and he's able to have a show that people listen to on the regular. Um, right now it's called The Open Hydrant 216. Um, he has a, a different... Uh, a few different social media platforms. Some of them, it's the Open Hydrant Two One Six. Some of them is just Open Hydrant Two One Six. But right now, he's on SoundCloud. So we did a couple episodes. I did, like I said, this bonus episode for you guys just to show him how it goes and how it sounds. Um, so we did not record this in the studio, but I recorded it on location. Um, a few times I have to do that just to get things going so everybody can't be everywhere at the same time. Of course, that's what I'm trying to get, but sometimes you got to go to other people. So I just went to him on this occasion, and we recorded an episode. So I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy it. We just talk about a few things um, as far as the fire service goes, as far as his career spans. Um, actually, I think the second episode we did, which is his episode um, it's a little bit better. It's his where he's um, talking to me and interviewing me, and he seemed a little bit more comfortable. That first one, he was he was a little uptight, and he was trying to sound like a like a phone operator or something. I don't know, but we we didn't even have a microphone when we were doing it. We just recorded it on a handheld. So, like I said. Bumps and bruises, um, feeling away in the dark. That's what I was doing. I showed him the same way. I feel around in the dark. He felt around in the dark as well. And we just made, like I said, this bonus episode. So a few more of those will come to you um, throughout the week. I'm just trying to get something out there for everybody to hear, for everybody to um, give me something. To, give, give me some feedback. You know, Let me know what you think, what I could do better, what I could do worse. All of the above, I just want to get good. And the only way I can get good is by putting up reps and putting out episodes and just letting people get to hear. Um, you can always contact me through email, um, department3c.com, or at gmail.com, sorry about that, um, on Instagram, department3c on Twitter, department3c on Facebook, department3c. Um, if you want to reach me personally, it's I am Sevy on all the same platforms. And, oh, I'm on YouTube as well, it's department3c. So hit me anyway. Just comment, say, hey, you great. Hey, you stink. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. Just whatever. Just, like I said, let me know what you have for me, and I would love to hear from you. Any topics that you 
would like me to broach, I'll try and go over those, uh, anything. I have a couple of episodes coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. I have one with uh, one of my friends. She's a bartender, an author, um, a general manager. She knows a lot about booze, food, cooking, just she's a very knowledgeable person. So um, getting to hear her, I really appreciate that episode. Um, I have another episode coming up with a group of wives. Um, they just talk about how it is to be married to firemen, um, first responders, just kind of what we could do better, what they could do better. They probably can't do anything better. It's probably just all on us to do everything better. But we're going to talk about um, those issues with being married to a first responder, and I have another episode coming up with a young man. He had a uh, pretty major motorcycle accident, and he's going to come on. He's going to do us the favor to come on and talk about that, talk about some safety, awareness, things like that. And we, we just have a broad range of topics. This show doesn't just talk about just first responder issues. I mean, of course, it's a first responder talking to you, but on top of that, we just talk about everything that happens in our lives. So shoot us anything, pitch us anything, and we will do our best to cover the topic. With that being said, please listen to this bonus episode and let me know what you think. Thanks a lot. All right, so we're recording. This is Severin Henderson with a episode of Department 3C Presents, a podcast. And right now I am in... The beautiful city, my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio, with my brother-in-law, my friend for longer than he's been my brother-in-law, but Mr. Gotti Cole. And today we're just doing a quick test run of some new equipment that I have and he's going to get. And he's also setting up for his own podcast. It's going to be called the Open Hydrant Podcast. And he has a form to it where we're going to come on and talk about different fire department issues that we face, um, especially as minorities. But in addition to that, we're going to have other people come on, give us their views, how they see things, how things go, you know, open-minded conversations. But that's his platform, his pitch. I'm going to give him some space here to introduce himself and show is just going to go as it normally goes with, with our regular format. So, with that being said, let me introduce Gotti Cole. Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Gotti Cole. Um, 20 year veteran in the, in the service for the Cleveland Division of Fire, rank of uh, captain. And um, thank you, Severin Henderson, for having me on your show. Um, it was a great pleasure for me to be here and uh, give me a platform to talk about. My new podcast is coming out. It's called Open Hydrant, which is going to be, as you would anticipate, um, an open forum where we can talk about issues concerning the service, especially when it comes to dealing with minorities, uh, people of color, women, and everything in between that spectrum. So be on the lookout for Open Hydrant, which will be coming to any platform near you. You can also catch me on Instagram under Brown's Fan. 216. We're going to fix that. We're going to get you an open hydrant name. Okay, we're going to. <laughs> you're going to be able to catch me on all the platforms for open hydrant on all your uh, local platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else in between. But I want to have a forum where people can talk about issues, especially dealing with situations that you might not be able to have openly at your municipality due to 
um, the lack of numbers when it comes to minorities in the fire service. So this gives everyone a way to bounce different ideas off and kind of get things out that we really need to talk about, not just within your municipality or not just your state or city, but globally, things that adversely affect the fire service that we can see what we can do better, where we're going, where we're coming from, and how we can transcend um, the service going forward. So be on the lookout for that. And um, I'm really excited to get my podcast started after listening to a couple episodes of Department 3C really got me motivated to uh, make the transition to uh, going into podcasting because I really think that uh, bringing a different guest to be able to voice and vocalize what they see needs to change, what they see needs to be uh, adjusted and how we can move forward uh, in the service, not only just the fire department, but police, EMS, to uh, go forward. Okay. So like I said, at the top of the podcast or the top of this, I'm using some new equipment. We have a H6 Zoom recorder, and we thought we had some extra stuff so we could both hear and both talk, but right now that's not the case. So we're kind of just passing the microphone back and forth, and we'll fix all those sound issues and make sure it's the best quality for you to be able to hear it once it gets done and completed. Now, back to your podcast, and I have a few questions for you. So you said that minorities, women, um, people of color, anything in between, what that instantly brought to my mind is the whole LBGTQ, and I hope I don't miss a letter in there, but I know we have a couple of people on my department that um, transitioned um, back back and forth, um, woman to man, man to woman, and that's just the case. Is there a lane for those people to speak on your podcast as well? Oh, absolutely. There's definitely an avenue for them to talk up for the particular uh, demographic to speak on issues concerning their uh, concerns in the fire service because it's a real concern because just as people of color have had concerns, this is, I wouldn't say a new concern for the fire service, but it's become more prevalent where in the past it was rumors and speculations of someone's sexual orientation or someone's behavior outside of the fire service because it's hard because you in the fire service is a very closed loop and you will be completely ostracized. So a lot of people will hold on to um, their preferences to help avoid criticism and um, being uh, outcasted, blackballed for lack of a better words. And I want them to also have a give a platform because not just being protected legally, you still have to work in that same environment every day. And it's hard to have to work alone every day, holding on to the secret, holding on to your concerns, and not being able to be your true self inside of work and outside of work. So we definitely want to give them a, a platform where they can discuss concerns dealing with this in the service, because I'm sure there's plenty of people in the service with an alternative lifestyle, but a lot of people are just keeping it to themselves or living a secret life just so they can just get through the 24-hour shift and just try to get by. Now, another thing, go ahead and keep them on, um, because I want you to hear how I sound as well. But another thing I was thinking about in that same lane, I remember reading an article about a 
man that transitioned to a woman. He was the chief of a department. Then they got mad of him and fired him for some reason. But all the firemen were saying he was like one of the best fire people there, no matter which orientation he is. And I know a lot of times we have some women on our department. It's a couple I can think of that come straight to mind. They are tougher and better than some of the guys we have, like some of the get um candidates we have come through um our female instructors are like 10 times better firemen than these different people so you know really appreciate you giving those people a lane to talk and to go in and that's that's going to be great i think just the overall overall message and overall thing your podcast is the direction you're trying to go. Now, with that being said, we also have a couple of other friends that are going to join us on Mr. Cole's podcast. Um, we have a couple of buddies in Cleveland, another couple of buddies in Columbus. I'm in Chicago. So we're going to get together. We're going to do it Zoom style for some of them. And then when we're able to actually be around each other, which is to me always a better form when you everybody's hanging out, that you know you can see each other and Everything just works out a little better. So that's the who and the what. Um, talked a little bit about the where. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Why do you think this is a issue that needs to be discussed in a podcast form? The best reason to have this, the podcast industry is booming right now. There's a podcast for anything you can think of from cooking to shopping to makeup to cars and everything else in between. So I think this is the perfect format. And with the pandemic uh, being so prevalent and people aren't really uh, adventuring outside of the houses as they usually would. So people are a lot more tied into a lot of their mobile devices, a lot more of their computers um, and informing themselves without being in general public and exposing themselves. So I just want a platform for maybe the one minority in their municipality that has no one else they can turn to and talk to about issues concerning people that look like them. Because sometimes you may be the only person that looks like you <laughs> in your whole department. And that's why me and uh, Severin are having a laugh right now because we know exactly how that feels. Um, there's plenty of times I can go to work where I am the only face of color in the entire station mm -hmm. or multiple stations. Mm -hmm. And who else can you, they can hear you, but they may not be listening because their plight isn't the same. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that. Just after someone had uh, come to me with a, a concern about being a woman, I can hear you, but I'm not listening. Or maybe I'm saying that the wrong way. I'm listening, but I can't hear you because yeah. I, I've never been in those shoes. Yeah. I've never been in that lane. I can never understand or fully get the grasp of what it's like to be a woman, period, let alone a woman in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to get it confused. Being a woman in the industry and being a black man in the industry isn't the same. They do have some similar concerns, some similar issues, but they have very unique situations that neither one of us will be able to understand fully because we're just not in that understanding. We're not in that lane. Mm -hmm. So um, I really want this to get out so people at the farthest reaches of your municipality, your city, your village, your volunteer department, or wherever you may be, can have a platform where you can send us information 
and we can actually maybe use your um, concerns as a subject so maybe other people can see like, hey, I went through the same thing and maybe this will help me navigate these waters a little better. Mm -hmm. Or maybe your coworkers can better understand you so you all can navigate these waters a little better and we can all get a better understanding. So that made me think of something else. I remember I was listening to a podcast some years ago um, with a black man and a black woman. They were talking about sports. And they said, for some white people, we're their only black friends. <laughs> so that made me think with this podcast and what you're doing, when we speak, because to me, I'm friends with everybody I speak to over podcast airwaves. You know, you can come up to me and talk to me. We can talk about whatever. But we may be your only insight if you're open-minded to know what's going on with somebody other than yourself. And that's something that I promote in my book a little bit, you know, getting to know other people, emotional intelligence, things like that. But if you want to actually know what's going on with someone else, this may be your only lane. And then you don't even have to like ask face to face, like, hey, what can I do? Or, hey, what should I say? What should I not say? Stuff like that. So, I think that'd be a, a good idea for that lane as well. Um, so that that, that kind of sums up everything we wanted to say about the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to add to it or are you ready to move to something else? Yeah, just in and just to wrap it up in in its entirety. In our current climate globally, speaking of race and issues concerning race are very sensitive, they're very touchy, and I want to be able to, it's not really those supper table kind of discussions. It doesn't go well, because it always kind of takes a hard left, unfortunately, because a lot of people are dug in so hard on their views, whether it's your ultra-conservative um, or maybe Black Lives Matter or whatever your particular plight may be. And I want to have an open forum where people can speak openly and discuss things openly so that way we can get some of these concerns out so we all can get a better understanding of each other in its totality. So that's kind of the premise of it, and I want to uh, get feedback not just from the fire service but people involved in, in because it's, it's a chain link. It's one connecting to the next, connect to the next, uh, social workers, people working in one of your podcasts, uh, people dealing with sex trafficking, um, child abuse, elderly neglect, things like that, all these things that encompass in the service and dealing with it from a person of color and dealing with it with a person that may be of another race or nationality may not be the same way that you may approach these situations. So I want to be able to get it a uh, a bigger scope of looking at everything so we can pretty much exchange some dialogue, just like an open hydrant. It flows freely without any interruption, and that's how I want it to go so we can speak freely without any interruption. That way we can get some clarity, just like an open hydrant. There you go. Okay. Well, I like that. Um, that, that. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. So on my show, sometimes we get to the card, sometimes we don't. Um, just for practice today, we're going to get to a card. 
Usually, well, when I have a big group of people, we're going to do the worst self cards. But today, we're just going to do the icebreaker card. So you pick a card from anywhere. I'm going to pick a card from anywhere. We'll have a discussion about it, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Big bucks no wins. Let's do it. All right. I see orange in here because I'm a Super Browns fan. So I'll take an orange one for my troubles. All right, Mr. Severin. I've taken my selection. And drum roll, please. What's the most surprising self-realization you've had? Mm. The most surprising self-realization I've had. I think it would be that I am a control freak. <laughs> and that's why he's laughing. Because he knows this to be... 110% factual. Control. I love to be in control of my environment. I love to be in control of how things progress. And I am very aware that that is completely ridiculous. And it's, <laughs> it's not actual. It's not sustainable. It's actually quite selfish. But as they say... It is what it is. So I'm working on it, folks. Okay. I'm, I'm working on it. That's what I wanted to hear. I, I'm working, working on it. On I, it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that this is going to go well, but I'm going to give it the college try. Okay. So I am a control freak, and for I'm going to hang this mic over now so I can relinquish the control. <laughs> relinquish the control. Exactly. Um, Mine is what self-realization have I had is I need help. I am not a person that asks for help often. Um, that's difficult for me, not because I think I can do everything, because I feel like my issues are my issues and I don't want to pass them off to somebody else. But when you got close friends and family, that's what they're there for. That's what they're your friends for. That's what they're your family for, so that you can say, hey, I need some help with this issue and pass it off to them. So that's, that's my thing. And it's, it's multiple more, but that's the one that popped into my head. All right, so I picked a card. Um, uh, I already had this one. We next to 40. It's nothing I'm scared to tell my parents at this point. If it is, then that's a problem. So I take that one out. Um, what do you regret not doing when you were younger? I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, a few more road trips. Um, I, you know, I went places like with my family and with my friends. We went to Canada and Toronto and stuff like that. But the city I live in now, I kind of wish I would have drove to Chicago a little more, seeing as close as it was. And then I remember one time my um buddy Troy, he lived, he went to college East Tennessee, and when we went down there, we would drive five hours again just to get to Atlanta and just to hang out there and just did a road trip. So I wish I would have did that more from Cleveland to go other places. Something something simple. How about yours? All right. All right, I'm going to reread this question. What do you regret not doing when you were younger? I wish I would have went to college. Away. Okay. Far. I'm with that. They looked like they had a blast. <laughs> I wanted to pledge a fraternity. I wanted to rack up a whole bunch of debt <laughs> that you'll never pay off in yeah. life. But it's an experience that I think it's 
uh, very time sensitive. Because now if I just go to college now, I'm just an old creepy dude yeah, with money. Yeah. And that would be kind of weird yeah. and unacceptable. Yeah. And uh, that's not going to happen. I also want to be the fifth member of Jodeci, but I guess that's not going to happen either. So, uh, hey, um, I saw Jodeci down um, at the Millennium when the Millennium was still open. Mm-hmm. And he was riding around on somebody's shoulder. KC was riding around on the guy's uh, shoulders. Um, I think you could have joined in. I think so, too. I think I, I think <laughs> that it's a little past my prime now. <laughs> got, got these bad knees. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that was it. I wish I would have went away to college. That would have been interesting. So, that's my only regret. Well, that's that's actually why I'm in town today, taking my daughter down to um, her college, and we're doing our college tour to see how it goes. So I got like a young person shirt going to have on. I hope the kids don't look at me creepy. I remember one time I picked her up from school, and they were like, who is that? And I heard that's what her friends were saying. She's like, that's my dad. <laughs> so it was kind of... Kind of creepy because they were like, "Why are you going off with that man?" And like, I don't look like super old. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> yes, I know. This this is the college experience. I was I was junior um, high school year. So, all right. So, this was another episode of Department Three C presents a podcast. Um, I was like I said, we were going over some equipment, just getting a intro to how things go. Gotti wants to say one other thing. I'm gonna hand the mic off to him. Um, before we wrap it up, one more shameless plug, Open Hydrant podcast coming soon. Um, it's going to be a 14 podcast where we're going to talk about everything from mild to wild. But I want to integrate a part of my show into Severin's show because I am a control freak, like I told you guys. <laughs> so um, at the end of my podcast, I want to end with a fireman's story. Okay. So... Um, Something to lighten the mood. Um, they are pretty funny. And I'm going to give a story that um, me and Severin were there for. Okay. So here it is. We were working at the part time together. It was a cold, wintry day. And so we responded to a car accident. Now, this particular incident, um, it was kind of in a, I wouldn't call it a ravine, but at the bottom of a hill. So it's a hill at the top, hill at the other top, and we're at the bottom. So we park the uh, squad on the hill, go down to attend to the patient. Everything is going well. But things take a slight turn. We're all at the bottom of the hill, and we look up, and the squad is coming down the hill. So we're all trying to figure out Who's backing the squad up and why is he backing it up? Because we're not ready for the squad to be backed up. So we start doing the head count. We're like, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, who's in the squad? <laughs> Nobody. The squad is literally sliding backwards down a hill in the wintertime towards the incident. So all panic has ensued at this point. So me, in my infinite wisdom... I said, man, maybe I can run up there and jump in and stop this multi-ton ambulance from sliding down and killing us. Once again, this was a horrible idea because now Severin's like, get out the way, you damn fool. And I'm like, no, I, I can do this. He's like, you can't do this. Yeah, you're right. I can't do this. So I'm trying to slide up the hill while the ambulance is sliding down the hill. 
almost getting myself completely ran over by this ambulance. And it was ironic because the whole staff at this particular incident was all black besides <laughs> one dude. So adding that injury to insult, like, okay, we killed a black dude. And then on top of that, the one time all brothers are in charge of this particular apparatus, the whole ambulance comes down and kills one of them. So I was like, man, this would be one of those Firehouse Magazine front covers. Um, Soul Brother number one dies on his first day uh, being in charge of the other Soul Brothers. So that was quite interesting. And um, that was one of those stories that you really can't ever forget. Like, man, that was really dumb. We all lived. We all lived. (laughs) But it was dicey on his best parent. So... Um, on my program, every episode we're going to have a guest or one of our um, fill-in correspondents give us one of those good old-fashioned, heartwarming, completely ridiculous fireman stories. So, um, Severin, thank you again for having me on Department 3C. Everybody follow Department 3C on all of your platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Carrier Pigeon, Pony Express, um, uh, the Smoke signals. I don't know. Whatever platform it is, Department 3C. It is fantastic. Great platform. Great format. Great information. And it'll help tie you in. And uh, make sure you go over to that open hydrant. Shameless plug. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Severin. Okay. Well, he said it all. He did it all. He wrapped it up. Um, I guess I got to come up with a quick story. Because I got to get dressed to get out of here. Um, quick, quick fire story. I remember the last day before I left East Cleveland, we had, I was an arson investigator, and we had a fire. And um, a lady was smoking in bed, but she couldn't walk because um, she had a walker next to her bed as we were putting out the fire. So we found her. Unfortunately, she had passed away in the bed. Um, and my job is to take off my fireman hat and put on my investigator hat. Okay, that's fine. So I'm doing my investigation and, and going through everything. I come out to interview one of the people, one of the witnesses. And I come out and I interview him and say, yeah, my mom was in there, but I don't know if she's home. And I'm thinking in my head the best way to break it to him that his mother has passed. Um, the captain at the time came out and said, man, that lady in there got burnt the buck. <laughs> The bleep up. <laughs> and I said, oh. And the dude just started crying in the middle of the street like, oh. And that was not how I wanted to break the news to him at all. So that was my um, little fireman story. I had to give him a hug in the middle of Euclid and tell him it'll be okay. And, you know, we we took care of it. Well, we didn't take care of it, but, you know, we did the investigation the best we could. I remember I had to type up something great to turn over, but just the fact that I had, that he found out that way wasn't the way I wanted him to find out, so that's my fire story. Okay, with that being said, Department 3C presents Open Hydrant. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again later. Bye. This has been a Fire and Iron Media production. You have something to say, people want to listen. How's that, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs>